This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. It is Wednesday, the middle of the week, September the 20th, 2023. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. I was asked a question last night at a local gathering whether or not the striking people of America, the people striking against their employers right now, should be eligible to receive unemployment benefits. The answer is quite simply no. If you are a member of a labor union in most states, you don't even qualify for unemployment benefits because you don't kick into the unemployment program. For example, I have many relatives and friends who work as educators, teachers. They belong to a teacher's union and therefore do not have any deductions taken from their paychecks each week for unemployment benefits. If you don't put into the system, you should not be able to take from the system. But of course, in 2023 in Joe Biden's America, where people are receiving tax credits when they don't pay taxes, They call it the earned income tax credit, and they haven't earned anything, and they haven't paid anything into the tax rolls, but there they are, come April 15th, with their hands out, expecting some sort of refund from the federal government, even though they didn't pay into the system at all. Some of the people now striking, the United Auto Workers, the actors and writers and people over there on the West Coast and in New York, striking against the television industry and the movie industry, they're all expecting now to be able to simply file and claim unemployment benefits. If you choose to not go to work today for whatever reason, you're sick, you want to go to a party, you think you should just take the day off for the hell of it, you can't get unemployment benefits. These people out there striking against the Auto Workers Union, SAG-AFTRA, the Writers Guild, the Starbucks, the folks who were going to go on strike against UPS, they're making a conscious decision to not go to their jobs. And if you don't go to your job, you don't get paid. Why should the American people be paying for you to sit on your ass? Or even worse, to stand outside of your business that's been employing you, paying you, providing you benefits, allowing you to feed and clothe and house your family. Why should anyone else be paying you when you're not doing the job that you're supposed to be doing in order to get paid? I read this this morning and it was really irritating. This article is a letter to the editor of the LA Times, so you know it's going to have a very liberal bias to it. Letters to the editor, it begins. Should striking workers get unemployment benefits? Well, this program is about my opinion, and my opinion is, hell no. Why should anyone get unemployment benefits when they're choosing to be unemployed? The unemployment compensation program in America was designed so that all stakeholders in an employment agreement, the employees and the employers, put in a little bit of money each week into a fund, and that fund grows so that if something happens, like a layoff, or a forced shutdown due to some Democratic Party draconian lockdown forces people to go home and not get a paycheck, there's some money there for them to kind of lighten the load, so to speak. 
It has never been designed for, I don't feel like working today because my boss is a poo-poo head, so I get to tap into the unemployment system. Or, I don't like the fact that the owner of the company has a nice car and I drive a beat-up old pickup truck, so we're going to all go on strike. Yeah! You know, some of these companies, not like General Motors and Ford and Stellantis, those are stockholder-owned companies, but some of the companies that have been victims of strikes and walkouts by workers, individual-owned companies, people who get ticked off because the owner of Joe's Plumbing is a millionaire and they think it's not fair because Joe doesn't turn wrenches on pipes anymore, but he's driving a nice new car and lives in a big beautiful house and we're the ones digging trenches and laying pipes and fixing valves and installing shower heads and we have to drive around and beat up old trucks while he gets a nice car. Guess what? He made sacrifices early in his life. He put his house on the line. He borrowed money that he had to pay back with interest in order to start the company and make it successful. And then you should be fortunate and thankful and grateful that he chose you to work with him or for him. You didn't have to take that job. You made an agreement. I will do X job for you in exchange for Y pay. Period. That's it. If you do the job, you get the paycheck. If you don't do the job, move on. Find something else. Or better yet, mortgage your house. Borrow money. Start your own business. Go into competition with Joe if you really think you're that much better. If you really think you're going to pay your employees a higher wage. If you really think you have what it takes to start and operate your own business, why the hell are you still working for Joe? Come on, man, as Joe Biden would say. These people out there striking do not deserve one red cent of the unemployment benefits available to those who contributed to the unemployment program. No play, no pay. This is the Truth Hurts program. Auto suppliers are saying if the United Auto Workers strike expands to more plants, it could mean the end for many of their smaller businesses. Jamie LaRoe and the Detroit Free Press article was originally written and then republished in USA Today and it begins Pat Green is nervous. Pat Green has spent the past two years trying to hire talented people to fill the two plants in Grand Rapids, Michigan operated by Cascade Die Casting Group. They make aluminum and zinc die casting for the automotive and appliance industries. Green, the CEO of the company, told the Detroit Free Press, a part of the USA Today Network, on Monday, quote, We've got a good team now, and I don't want to lose people because it was hard to find good people. That's why on the fourth day of this historic United Auto Workers strike against the big three Detroit automakers, Green was intensely planning for ways to ride it out without having to lay off workers if the strike grows and stretches into more weeks. He has a good reason for planning. On Monday night, UAW President Sean Fain announced the new strike deadline and Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis have not made any substantial progress towards the ridiculous, extensive, egregious demands by the already overpaid auto workers. Fain says he could expand the strike to many more plants if the industry doesn't cave to his demands. For Mr. Green's part, if that happens, he'll have to end overtime at the company. Then he'll have to ask volunteers within the company to take some time off with a reduced pay plan. The strike of the UAW started last week. 
13,000 workers across three Detroit automakers simply walked off their jobs in the first wave of shutdowns unless they get the demands that they've put forward. Now, if this first wave of strike one, strike two, and strike three don't make the automakers cave to the demands of the auto workers, the UAW says they will plan strikes at more plants across each of those three companies. Broader, prolonged striking would mean parts suppliers can't keep production going if the vehicle assembly plants that use their parts are shuttered. No one knows just how long these suppliers can remain in business because they put all of their eggs in the one basket, the one basket of dealing with a union situation. Mr. Green says we're in better shape than most, but if others in the supply chain go down, we'll have another crisis on our hands, just like the chips crisis. If it stretches out five or six weeks, there will be real problems in the supply chain. And he says, I could be wrong. Hopefully it'll be shorter than that. The Biden administration is offering emergency economic aid to those auto suppliers to mitigate long-term damage caused by a prolonged strike. What does that mean? That means Biden is going to print more money that doesn't exist and hand it out to companies to keep them afloat so they don't all go bankrupt because of the greed of the United Auto Workers. The strike has already had some impact. Nucor, CIE Group, a component maker in Michigan, is going to be laying off nearly 300 people. German-based supplier ZF has already laid off workers at various sites in Michigan. Tony Sapienza, ZF North America's head of communications, says they supply components for all the vehicles made at those three plants that have been targeted, including the hybrid transmission on the Jeep Wrangler 4XE made at the Toledo facility. He won't say which people at which of his plants have been laid off, but they employ 11,000 workers and all of them could be put on layoff. Every plant that goes offline creates additional stress to the supply chain. And the UAW, the Greedy Auto Workers Union, demanding ridiculous 40 plus percent pay raises. Who the hell gets a 40 percent pay raise? To do what? The same job you've been doing? As well as giving pay to their employees for a 40 hour week, but only working 32 hours a week. How'd you like to get your current full paycheck plus a 40% pay raise? And instead of having to work Monday through Friday, you only have to work Monday through Thursday from now on. Of course, we'd all love that, but it's not realistic. It's just not, and it's not fair. It's not fair because the prices of cars and trucks and minivans and SUVs are going to increase very much if these automakers cave into the demands of these greedy employees. Sure, the CEOs should take a pay cut. I don't see how they earn the giant pay packages that they earn. But after all, it is those CEOs, COOs, CFOs, and all those other acronyms at the top that make the actual companies work. They're the ones who are responsible for ensuring that the hundreds of thousands of employees across these companies have a paycheck, have a benefits package, have a place to work, that the light bill, the gas bill, the water bill all get paid, that the compensation packages and the claims and everything else that goes into running a major corporation get done. You don't think Bob, the guy who turns four nuts on the window cranks on a Jeep Wrangler could
could run that entire company efficiently and effectively. Do you? I am not anti-union. I'm anti-bad union. When unions were formed back, they had a purpose. Using damn near slave labor, paying hardly anything at all, and forcing people into unsafe working conditions, the union had a purpose. But these days, the union is just as bad as the upper management of these companies that they claim are being so evil. Think about it. The union bosses get a salary. No matter what, no matter how many people are on strike or how many people are working, those people are paying union dues out of each and every one of their paychecks so that the fat cat union bosses, these mafioso types at the top of the food chain, can sit back and make their multi-million dollar yearly salaries with their massive benefits packages and their beautiful company cars and their golden parachute retirement programs and safety nets. And they're extorting money out of those union employees because some people don't want to be part of a union. Some guys just want to get up, pack their lunchbox, kiss their wife and kids goodbye in the morning, pat the dog on the head, take the trash bag out on their way to their car, go to their job, do their job, get their paycheck, and then go home. That's what most of those people want. But you see, in those towns that are so union-controlled, so Democratic Party, socialistically controlled, the average guy cannot get a job building cars and getting a decent paycheck and earning a decent living with a decent benefits package. Because if you don't join the union, the protection racket, you can't work there. There's no right to work laws in those states. These union strikes are going to harm the American economy even worse than Joe Biden is doing on his own. So expect your next new car to be delayed as long as these clowns sit out there with their signs chanting their stupid rhyming phrases on the streets. Expect the prices to go up as Joe Biden's inflation continues to destroy the American economy. Expect your own paycheck to not go nearly as far because you're getting paid the same thing and the prices are climbing out of your reach. Nothing I can do about it, my friends. But watch, the unemployment rate, artificially low according to the Joe Biden figures. Oh, they claim that there is lots and lots of people out there working. But those who have left the workforce, those who have simply given up working, the actual unemployment figures in the USA under Joe Biden are far, far higher than what they're publishing. You have to factor in the job participation rate into the total unemployment figures. They don't do that when a Democrat is in office. But oh, let there be high unemployment when there's a Republican in office. And they also try to factor in the job participation rate to make the unemployment figure artificially higher. As of yesterday afternoon, there has been no agreement with any of the three companies who have offered, in my opinion, very, very generous improvements to the pay plan, the vacation plan the benefits packages. But you see, Sean Fain and the UAW are extremely greedy and they don't care because again, they're fat cats at the top of the food chain and they'll keep making their millions of dollars salaries and benefits package whether or not Bob continues to work or not. This is the Truth Hurts program. Yesterday on the Truth Hurts program afternoon edition, I mentioned the useless Senator John Fetterman 
Jack Gist in the Western Journal writes, Fetterman becomes unintelligible while trying to talk tough to the car manufacturer CEOs. Of course, the man cannot form two sentences, and I mean that quite literally. Now, we all know that John Fetterman has many issues, and speaking is certainly one of them. Being able to formulate coherent sentences, being able to dress himself in the morning. But this man is a United States Senator. Now, although I generally respect the position of power that a United States Senator holds, I don't respect John Fetterman. As a matter of fact, there are very many Democrats in the Congress that I don't respect at all because they're unethical, unscrupulous, and immoral people. But I digress. I'm going to actually read part of the article written by Jack Gist, and it begins, If you haven't watched the 2006 cult classic film Idiocracy, you don't need to bother. You're living it. Truth really is stranger than fiction. The film version stars Luke Wilson as Corporal Joe Bowers, the definition of an average American. Bowers is chosen to participate in a top-secret hibernation program, which is then forgotten about. Bowers wakes up half a millennium into the future that's so incredibly moronic that he's by far the most intelligent person alive. The science fiction comedy was written by Mike Judge and Ethan Cohen. The reality version, however, of Idiocracy stars Joe Biden, Dianne Feinstein, and John Fetterman, who are mentally challenged leaders of a government tinkering at the edge of an abyss. It would be darkly hilarious if it weren't actually really happening. In his latest blooper reel, Democratic Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, while trying to talk tough to CEOs concerning the UAW strike, becomes completely unintelligible. Sadly, this is business as usual for Fetterman, as his clownish outfit of shorts and a sweatshirt is just as ridiculous. The 70s porn store mustache is relatively new, but it only adds to the surreal feel of the scene. Fetterman, attempting to play champion for the union, although he's never belonged to a union, attempts to demonize the manufacturer CEOs because they're rich. Of course, it doesn't quite work out for him. You might recall that Fetterman suffered from a massive stroke in May of 2022, and since then, he has trouble hearing what other people are saying, comprehending it. He says that when he listens to people talk, it sounds like the teacher in the Charlie Brown Peanuts cartoon series. I don't think he can hear his own voice, but if he can, it must also seem like he is Charlie Brown's teacher embodied. You have to wonder what world leaders must think when they see this guy in shorts and a hoodie on television. They might be able to write it off as a fluke if it weren't for the fact that Fetterman is not alone. Senator Dianne Feinstein, 90 years old, has faced questions about her ability to govern for years, but she's still there, at least in feeble body, if not in mind. And then critics see the current commander-in-cheat growing more and more unfit to serve minute by minute. Maybe it's just me, but progressive voters, presumably somebody votes these people into office, right? Progressive voters seem to prefer mental weakness over mental acuity in their candidates. Fetterman doesn't help himself either, he actually posted a video clip of himself driving to a United Auto Workers strike event. And all it manages to do is make me question his judgment even further. He looks like he's on the way to a party for frat rejects rather than a strike that will impact the lives of millions of Americans. I played the video, but he has no verbiage in it. 
It's just a guy driving in a very expensive vehicle with no roof, in shorts and a hoodie, and he looks over at the camera and sticks his thumb up in the air. Of course, he has someone type in, hold that line, UAW, on my way to join you now. Fetterman was caught in a bizarre reaction to the recent announcement of the Biden impeachment inquiry. It looked like at that point he was having another stroke. This does nothing to inspire confidence in our government. I'm going to play that clip for you because maybe there's some words there. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Oh my God, really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. The man actually looks like he was having a stroke. I mean, this guy's got serious issues, my Truth Hurts program listeners. Serious issues. Senate Majority Leader Chuckles the Clown Schumer from New York can't hide Fetterman's mental issues simply by relaxing the dress codes. You can't hide Feinstein's failing health or Biden's failing mind. The question is, why the hell would you try to hide it? It all leads back, as it always does, to politicians who believe only in power and only in whatever it takes to hold on to power, by hook or by crook. People like this don't know how to do the right thing because in a world where there is only power, there is no right or wrong. Only power. Those who have it, those who don't. In the film version of Idiocracy, there's a scene where Bauer is taking an IQ test. The filmmakers had no idea that people like Fetterman would actually ascend to power. And if they did, I wonder if they would have remade the scene. Somehow I don't find it quite as funny as I used to. Future generations, assuming somehow the U.S. survives the onslaught of hyper-stupidity and mental decline we currently find ourselves in, may look back on scenes like Fetterman and the UAW and that rally and how they find it funny. It's not funny today, however. It's actually scary as hell. I have found the video I was looking for, and it is a video of Fetterman with a baseball cap turned somewhat sideways, a porno mustache instead of his normal goatee, I guess he missed shaving or something, his spindly legs in a maroon hoodie and shorts to just above his knees, and they have him positioned barely holding a UAW on strike sign as he stands next to a African American man, a white man with a gray beard, a short blonde-haired woman, and what looks like possibly a Hispanic guy in a Flash t-shirt. The Flash, the Marvel character. He's standing out there, looking around as if he is as dumb as a box of rocks, and then he starts a speech in which devolves into incoherent babbling. Take a listen. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't understand. It's just like, do what's right for the union, you know, in this nation. Can they need, you know, to, to yacht... It's almost as if he took lessons from Joe Biden. Can they need, you know, And it's really not funny at all. It's sad, and unfortunately, it's the truth. The absolute truth. This is where we are. Fox News' Lawrence Richard writes, 
CBP temporarily suspends port of entry operations as migrants continue to flood the southern border. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection has temporarily suspended operations at a port of entry near El Paso, Texas, so that personnel can assist processing non-citizens, they're calling them, who have arrived at the border. They're called illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading immigrants. They're not processing non-citizens. They're processing criminals who have violated our most sovereign, sacred border laws. The CBP El Paso office field operations announced last week that starting this week on Monday, they would temporarily suspend cargo processing at the Bridge of the Americas port of entry. They did not specify when they will return to normal operations, however. In other words, all of those car parts coming up from Mexico that go up to Detroit to be assembled, they're being held up at the southern border so that the Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection can do paperwork to allow more and more and more of these criminal law-breaking invaders to cross our borders illegally. It's ridiculous. It is insanity to think that our country can support 2,200 illegal immigrants each and every day. And that's been the number for the last few days. Think about this, my friends. That's a minimum of 803,000 people a year coming through one area of our southern border. How many areas of our southern border are there? I don't get it. There's an end goal here, and I think that end goal is bring in enough Latinos and Latinas across the border and then have them simply overrun the country and then cancel the borders altogether and make it the one world kumbaya order that the socialist, the communist, the Bidenist Democrats want. They do not care about the sovereignty of the United States of America and they prove it each and every day as they allow, not just allow, as they manufacture a way to destroy our democratic Republican way of life. By the way, in case you're keeping score, the House Republicans have set a date for the Biden impeachment inquiry hearings to begin. And that date is September 28th. That's when the House Republicans plan to hold their first hearing in the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. It is expected to focus on constitutional and legal questions that surround the allegation of Joe Biden's involvement in Sun Hunter's overseas unethical illegal business dealings. The Republicans contend that Biden's actions from his time as vice president show a culture of corruption and that his son used the Biden brand to influence pedal for his papa and that Biden personally profited from those endeavors. You know it's true. I know it's true. One final headline. Mayorkas says Biden's border policies are working fine but just need tweaks. Well, if this is what you consider working fine, 2,200 people per day coming through one port of entry illegally, then you have a sick, twisted idea of what working fine is. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Line up the American military at the southern border. Arm them. I don't care if you arm them with rubber bullets and pepper spray or actual live rounds. Turn back every single illegal crosser. Get their fingerprints. Get their retina scans. And make damn sure that if they ever try to come through again, 
They're processed and rejected as criminals for breaking our laws to begin with. They violated our laws and therefore are criminals the minute they knowingly crossed our border illegally. But Biden doesn't have the balls to do that. He doesn't have the balls to utilize our American military for their true actual purpose to protect and defend the United States from all invaders, from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Biden doesn't have the balls to use our military for their intended slated purpose, period. All right, folks, blood pressure up. You guys have a wonderful Wednesday, and I will see you on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. If you like what you hear, tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, a neighbor, or better yet, someone you can't stand, someone who has an opposite political point of view. It will enrage them. It will get their blood boiling to listen to the Truth Hurts program. Tell them it's real simple. They can go to any computer, and if they're literate and capable of typing in Steve, the letter Z, the Truth Hurts podcast into any web browser, they will be taken to as many as 19 different podcasting sites where they can hear this program in all of its vivid, gory detail. Maybe they'll learn something. If you like what you hear, my friends, please tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, then turn it off. Go find some other podcast to listen to because this program tells it like it is, even though sometimes, you guessed it, the truth hurts. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, The Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.